0: Welcome to "I Wish They Knew," a show where leaders in business and education share big ideas that deserve more attention in about the time it takes to enjoy a cup of coffee. I'm Joe Hirsch. Today's wish comes from Devora Zach. Devora is a best-selling author, global keynote speaker, and CEO of Only Connect Consulting, which provides leadership and team programs to clients like the Smithsonian. Johns Hopkins Medical Institute, NIH, John Deere, Delta, Deloitte, London Business School, and many others. Her work appears frequently in the popular press, and she's the bestselling author of four books, most recently, The Cactus and the Snowflake, How the Logical and Sensitive Can Thrive Side-by-Side. Devorah, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Joe.
0: So what do you wish more people knew?
1: I wish that more people knew that people are fundamentally different from each other and how we experience the world is really dependent on our subjective experiences. We are not all the same inside. We're actually all very different. And that is where a lot of misunderstanding comes from.
0: You talk in the book about two personality types, the cactus and the snowflake. Help us get clear on those terms. Who are they? What are they like?
1: So the, the Cactus and Snowflake is based on Carl Jung's typology, his personality theories, um, and he called them thinkers and feelers, but we wanted to give it a little bit more of a memorable, upbeat imagery, so we renamed them Cactus and Snowflakes. And the Cactus personality style is primarily logical, is analytical and direct, and the, the Snowflake personality style is more sensitive, empathetic, and diplomatic. However, before I go any further, I just want to mention that most of us have at least some of each of these two personality styles within us, so picture a continuum. Some people are what I call off the chart snowflakes or off the chart cacti. Most of us are somewhere in the middle, so just to keep that in mind.
0: Okay, so there's this continuum um, between being highly logical and highly empathetic. Do you feel like those constructs are stable or situation specific? In other words, Could I be a cactus in, let's say, a strategy session, but a snowflake in a career conversation?
1: Great question. So there's a difference between preference and behavior. So we have have a natural preference, what our inner temperament is, what we prefer, what our uh, sort of home-based style is. Uh, that does not limit us in terms of what our potential behaviors are so if someone's a snowflake and usually very sensitive and empathetic but then they're in a, a brainstorming session where they need to be more driven and 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 more focused on uh, making a difference and changing people's minds and then you can use the behaviors of either one which everyone serves you at that time it doesn't change who you are so some people will say to me oh you know i always thought i was a snowflake but then today i got mad at someone so that, that we don't flip back and forth that much but but we can adapt our behaviors
0: so it's kind of like a dial where we're setting ourselves to either maybe one side more so than the other
1: great great analogy
0: okay I super like awesome uh so that's helpful for me to think about it in those terms sort of like a dial that we're setting and tuning but i feel like for our leaders out there and y- you may be- <laughs> y'all may even know exactly where I'm going with this. You know, a lot of times people look at these personality constructs and they say, well, how am I supposed to know? I mean, it's not like people go around tagging themselves as as one type or another. So for our leaders, how can we identify these traits in others? Are there telltale signs that we may be paying attention to?
1: Right. So the first step is just, opening your, up your awareness and really focusing on people when you engage with them to pick up on some cues. So there's something I call the big two, the big two ways to start to identify whether people might be more drawn to the cactus or snowflake side, knowing we won't always get it right, uh, but at least we're trying our, our best by using different techniques. So the first part of the big two is to observe, notice what lights the person up, notice what they care about, notice the language they use. And I'm gonna talk more about the language in a minute. Uh, and the second part is to ask, Ask people what they prefer in terms of uh, feedback, what they prefer in terms of motivators, what matters to them the most. And those starting with those two uh, strategies, you'll get a lot closer to figuring out what people uh, what their home style is. However, uh, I, I mentioned that I would get back to language one way and here's a freebie, a little quick way to pick up on whether someone tends to be more cacti or snowflake like is if they use the word think or feel more often. In English, those words are largely interchangeable and most people use them um, unselfconsciously. So what do you think about that podcast? Oh, I feel like it was really good or Um, Do you think you should uh, follow up with the speaker? Yeah, I I feel like that might be a good idea. So people are literally talking in different languages with each other. So what you can do as a leader is to start to pick up on that and then match it, especially when you're in important conversations. So that's a great place to start. And that it also requires what I call uh, your own language dexterity. So the first piece is noticing it. And the second one is being Flexible, flexing your style in terms of how you engage with different people with language and in other ways as well.
0: Okay, so being more attentive and being more intentional, you know, about how you actually go about your styles. Okay, it's really good. But there are times I imagine when even if leaders are doing this, they're flexing their style, they're being more attuned to to language and to people and to preferences. Inevitably, I imagine there's going to be conflict, right? We all live this where we just have a hard time coexisting or working alongside someone who just doesn't operate the way we do. In the book, you talk about some useful ways to deal with that friction. Can you share a couple?
1: Sure, so the first thing is just to remind yourself that we don't need to click with everyone. So the the goal isn't to be best buddies with everyone that you work with. It's just not realistic and it sounds draining and phony so at least to me so so uh instead of saying we need to be aligned in what we say and think and do instead of saying what are some shared interests what do we both care about in common and what are some systems we can create so that we can work well together and also to instead of categorizing people that are different from us as kind of annoying, which is it's easy to do that is to say they're great resources. If you're a cactus and you look at things logically and I'm a snowflake and I look at things um, just in terms of how sensitive I am being to everyone, then you're a terrific resource to me because you're good at something and naturally sort for things that I don't know how to do, or I'm not particularly good at, or I don't like. So the more diverse your teams are uh, the The more everyone's doing what they want to do, if you reframe it and think about it that way, that I get to be contributing in a way that's meaningful to me. Now, another thing where leaders can kind of lose their footing is, surprisingly, uh, when they attempt to follow the golden rule. So the golden rule, to paraphrase, is to treat others how you want to be treated. And I'm actually not pro-golden rule. (laughs) So
0: you're into treating people badly?
1: So. If I go around trying to treat everyone how I want to be treated, I'm going to miss the mark about half the time because if I'm a snowflake and I treat everyone like a snowflake, it's going to irritate a lot of people and and bug them. And if I'm a cactus and I treat everyone like a cactus, same thing. So I use something I call the platinum rule, which is to treat others how they want to be treated. And it's a little bit more work. It takes more adaptation, uh, but it really pays off because I am treating people in a way that is meaningful to them. So- people say in workplaces all the time, we should just respect each other. As long as we respect each other, how come no one respects anyone around here? We need to work on our respect. That word comes up a lot. And the the reason why it's such a conundrum for us is that respect is literally can be the opposite for one person than another. So if you've been out sick and you're a private person And I greet you really gregariously after you come back after three months and go, hey, Joe, what happened? Or I've been worried sick about you. Everyone's been talking about what happened to Joe for the last three months. That could really be upsetting and categorized as disrespectful to some people. Whereas for other personality styles, they're like, hey, Devorah really cares about me. And that made me feel good that she gave me such a nice welcome. So so it's really um it's fundamentally different than what a lot of us think, which comes back to the very first question you asked me, which is what do you wish people knew? And it's that we are we're a diverse group of humans and not all of it's visible to the naked eye.
0: Mm. Yeah, different operating systems and I love that platinum rule. That's gonna stick. We'll go back to teaming for a second, because I, I imagine that. If we were just having like these bump up conversations with people who are a little bit different than us, then, you know, that's not a huge friction point, but the real pain point is when we have to work with them for a sustained period of time. Is it your belief that it's good strategic sense to put mixed style, mixed type teams together, or or is that just setting up like this colossal disaster? You know, I'm imagining... Uh, you know, some logic motivated cactus and and some feelings driven snowflake going at it in the strategy session? What do you think?
1: So I think that in general, it's absolutely beneficial to have diverse personality styles on a team. However, I wouldn't try and make a team diverse just for that reason, because I'm trying to be PC and get all these different personality styles uh, in, interacting with each other. It depends on what the goal of the group is. is So some groups, their goal is to create a safe place where people can feel cared for in the workplace. That's going to attract more snowflake-based leaders to be on that task force. So that's okay. However, in general, if you're working on a whatever your industry is and you're, maybe it's um, operations or maybe it's law or wherever you lead, uh, in general, you're going to be more effective working with people that are different from you and just reframing the frustration into appreciation that they're gonna be contributing what maybe you can't or would prefer not to, or doesn't come as naturally to you.
0: Let's go back to feedback. Uh, Close to my heart, big part of my work. And you mentioned sort of understanding people's feedback styles. And one of my favorite studies on this is the difference in how different people at different points in their careers want to receive feedback. Uh, the study categorized two types, novices and experts. And novices, who I think, if I remember correctly, had less than five years of work experience at a particular job, uh, wanted more reassurance. They wanted to know that they were doing well and they wanted more context and conversation. Whereas the experts who had, I think, more than five years experience in that role, wanted progress. They wanted to just be told candidly and, and even curtly what's happening. So how does this play out with our cacti and our snowflakes?
1: So what's so interesting to me about human nature is that we can break it down in so many different ways. So that study you were talking about was not was looking at novices versus well, um, experts. Experts, mm-hmm. and that's one way of breaking it down. Another way is um, feelers and thinkers, or cactus and snowflakes. So for a snowflake to get feedback in a way that is extremely direct and just no, just the brass tacks. Let's say I'm, let's say you're a snowflake, just for argument's sake, and I'm giving you feedback, and I say. Uh, you need to just get your work together. You're just disorganized. Let's face it; that's really harming your professional um, success. If if you're a snowflake, that you can't even process this information that is coming at you anymore. It just the heart starts pounding, the sweat starts coming out, the um, the eyes start tearing, maybe a little bit, and and the feedback isn't going to be effective. So instead, for a snowflake, you might say. I love how much you care about the work you do here. And it really makes a difference to everyone when you're such a great team player. And here are some things that we can work on to help you be even more effective in making a positive impact. So I use tons of snowflake language. Now the idea is you still hold people equally accountable. If you're a snowflake or a cactus, if I said what I just said to you to a cactus, a tried and true prickly cactus, it would irritate them. And I've, I've done this as experientially and it's hilarious because as soon as I start saying, the, we really care about, you know, your progress on the team and the the face just blanks out and they start looking around and they're like, when are we going to get to the real part of this conversation? So again, it goes back to flexing your style. Uh, well, and I'll just repeat myself here because it is important. Both types are tr- still held accountable for getting the bottom line done. It, it's just how you help motivate them, what, how to build rapport with them so they can take in the feedback.
0: The book is The Cactus and the Snowflake. The author is Devora Zak. Devora, thank you for sharing your wish with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure.
0: Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate and review the show. It helps others find us. For more ideas on how to communicate with impact, visit my website, joehirsch.me.
1: See you next time.